Welcome to the latest edition of Entitled Town. This is AI Bert Breer checking in from the press room at Gillette Stadium. Belichick is gone and Bert is back in the building, baby. Suck it, Ironhead. This is Entitled Town. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hello, friends. My name is Mike Irons. I am here with uh, the Starting Five uh, for the Entitled Podcast Network. Uh, it is the first podcast of the Gerard Mayo era as head coach. We last recorded the day after um, Bill Belichick and Crafty Bob had their <clears throat> mutual parting of the ways, um, which may not be so mutual. Um, a lot of shit has gone down in the last couple of weeks, Mike. Um, let's recap this stuff. Mayo and Kraft appear at their press conference announcing Mayo as the head coach. Jonathan Kraft is off. A, there was a, uh, some of the lids came off the, the pallets of paper, the, 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 uh, reams of paper. So Jonathan's MIA hasn't been seen anywhere since immediately the press conference. They haven't, the, the jackals in the media haven't got a chance to go to the post press conference buffet. And Robin Glazer has announced that she is promoted to, and I want to make sure I get this right. She is promoted to executive vice president of football business and senior advisor to Gerard Mayo. They don't have a GM. They still don't have a GM. Jonathan's got his Stratomatic cards out, and I don't know what the hell she's doing. Um, our pets' heads are falling off here. The anger level around us, I mean, we're turning into, this is the entitled heel turn is, is happening in pretty quick order here. What the hell is going on at Gillette? Yeah, the the list of credible um, excuses more credible than there was an emergency at the, at the box factory are one, uh, Kevin Garnett to Charlie Villanova, you are a cancer to your team. <laughs> Two, um, I had it on EI this morning uh, in the car because <laughs> the Sox game the night before. That's that, that's that's two as, as examples. Um, but uh, the the manner in which it um, it has happened, I didn't think they would even be that uh, blatant about it. And they're banking on the fact that you don't care. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I think some of that, to some extent, it's it's true. Uh, I will the the more obvious um, ones that have happened, like the two thousand three video, that was met with wild derision by I, I've never seen unanimity like that on. Twitter before like I, and I, don't, I don't think I'm exaggerating like literally every person was like this is bullshit this is ridiculous so that gives me some hope but um the the lack of curiosity uh in that press conference was the first thing that jumped out at me and there wasn't a you know it was your 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 coaching um tenure has all the momentum of a runaway train why are you so popular it was really embarrassing and and it it proved all of the things I think we thought about the questions that they had over the years for Bill. And th there were legitimate questions to be asked and things to question. Sure. But we never thought that it was done in good faith. And that was, has, I think, always kind of been um, our issue with it, right? You know, I feel like that press conference or, or everything that's happened after Belichick left, I feel this is almost like a tacit admission that the crafts are apologizing and they're having a PR tour with their friends who cover the team rather than it's it's almost like this is an apology for having this bad bad man around for the last quarter century who made your job more difficult rather than you know bill belichick is the person who is most responsible for making the Kraft family even more obscenely wealthy than they were after overpaying for the franchise in the in the mid 90s to where they are today they're probably one of the top uh, five to 15 teams in terms of, of value in the world, never mind the NFL. It's 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 to use John's word, it's gross to me that they're kowtowing to this. And it doesn't seem to be, you know, it's it's too early to say there's no direction. The the combine hasn't happened yet, the head the draft hasn't happened yet. It it just seems that this is a, an extended apology. Uh Scarzi, how do you feel about everything that's happened over the last few weeks? It's been just a just every everyone's worst uh, worst fears have been realized is what it comes down to. <laughs> like we say that there's you know there's there's no GM, 
I guess uh, the Grow Kid is at the Senior Bowl, so we're we're in good hands with that at so least. do you have a stopwatch is it engraved <laughs> He's got the uh, yeah the the press corner memorial stopwatch, which which I suppose could come in handy at a uh, at an event like that. But uh, when when exactly do you think they uh, they let Bill know that? Uh, that Mayo was the heir apparent. It goes back to the lack of intellectual curiosity that the media has at that press conference. There was plenty of meat on the bone and questions to be asked that could have served the, the Patriots fans and the customers of their entities very, very well. And they just, they, they roll over and they, the crafts are tickling. The, the media is rolling over in their collective backs, exposing their bellies and the crafts are going to tickle their bellies and the, in the free buffets and, and tummy tickles for all. Oh well, there was a definite charm offensive going on. I mean, the the absolutely absurd Thunder nickname trotted oh. out <laughs> at least a half dozen times, and then my goodness, they oh they bought it hook, line, and sinker. They were they were just they were a they were an easy audience. It was like a puppet show for uh, kindergartners. Like Elaine looking at the spinning tires for Christ's sake. <laughs> By the way, the charm offensive is the leader, uh, the early leader for the title of this podcast. So thank you for that, Scartelli. Um, we don't even they don't even have a charm offensive coordinator right now. <laughs> nice. Who'd want that? Who'd want that job at this point? Um, oh boy, people are people are you know volunteering to say no. I don't want the job. <laughs> yeah, it's no going to be somebody on the, in the Rams organization, or even just in LA, right? Someone who's seen Sean McVay do his hair in person is the leading candidate at this point. By the way, well, that's, I did, that that's true. Yeah. I did laugh today when they hired the uh, the Rams special team coach. The Rams uh, the last two years have been 29th and last in special mm. teams. And the Rams, there were a couple of think pieces written today, including one, I think, by Aaron Schatz. The Rams had historically bad special teams <laughs> in the past year. So I give a Ted Nation round of applause to, to who's is Thunder Mayo a craft? Doesn't matter. It's, who gives a shit? Um, Dan, to continue my I, I i'm really trying to stay balanced here I, i'm kind of failing at this point no, mayor with right. the press mayor at the press conference plays grab grab ass with bedard when bedard asks him a question then almost defers to bedard ha 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 um his appearance on wei where he says he's gonna burn cash um the whole baseball bat story that came out it was immediately refuted by the patriots uh the, the patriots leaking to their media bobos by the way the Patriots, they hear you when you make fun of them on social media because that came out the next fucking day. Actually, may have been the same day that I think about it. Um, you have an ability to, to look at this a little bit more, okay, a lot more dispassionately than I do, Dan. And I think the words you used earlier with me is that your reaction, what you feel after the last couple of weeks, I think it was apathetic. Can you expound on that, please? I, I was okay with everything going back to 2014. After Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49, everything after that point was gravy. So I feel like every every everything that's done since then has just been unexpected and and just you know more uh, just added added on top. So we've had 23, 24 years of of just amazing football. Um, but despite all that, I, I know that I'm going to be more measured or more, you know, less, less angry <laughs> than you guys, but I, I'm still going to be a person without a team next year. So I'm, I'm wondering how, how to deal with that. I, with my frustration, my anger with that press conference is they created this premise as if the last four years is the whole of Belichick's tenure here. It's and insulting. And that he's only graded on that. There is, yeah, it's so ungrateful. It's so forgetful, uh, and everybody in the room is accepting that premise, and, and just like nothing else happened prior to those four years, and that's the frustrating part. So maybe I'm getting worked up about this. Well, that's uh, you're welcome. Um, the, 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 some of the leaks, the Wickersham story that uh, that came out immediately following the press conference, and you know, I'll take a lap of not being able to, to read through the subtext in the previous Wickersham pieces because clearly there was some work done there 
speculation too poorly sourced, but there was there was some insight provided there. Um, the piece that came out in the last couple of weeks, and this one just goes sideways up my ass regarding Kraft, and he is who we thought he was in many ways. Um, from Wickersham's piece, over the years, those in Kraft's orbit have heard the owner, quote, put Belichick down at every opportunity, a source close to Kraft said. This game was no different. Kraft's open mocking of Belichick, a common line was the, quote, the great intelligent man, end quote, was the worst kept secret in New England. Although he denied saying it through a team spokesman, Kraft used that line too many times for many people with too many people for it to remain a secret. And Jonathan flying off, um, flying off the handle as well as is cited in that piece. Man, uh, clearly Belichick uh, or his people had some input in that piece, um, as did the Krafts and the Kraft family. John. Uh, the evidence is is mounting for me. It's increasingly uncomfortable with the crafts. I don't know how I'm going to feel when they kick when they kick off in the fall. I don't. I didn't know until if I didn't have a bet on the Ravens Chiefs game. I didn't think I'd know how I who I wanted to win till the game was going. But the fact that it's even in doubt. I mean, this is in our DNA. We all grew up with this stuff. We enjoyed, yeah. we enjoyed it when we were sitting on the on the cold benches to, to steal a crafty bob line, <laughs> and now mm-hmm. it's. You know, it's the fact that this amount of goodwill can can be diminishing this quickly. I mean, it's right from the John Henry playbook. It's man, go ahead, John. I mean, I know you and I are in lockstep in this, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I would say I'm in a bit of shell shock, to be honest. That's a, uh, that's a great I, way to put it. I, I, I'm I'm still kind of in disbelief that the best coach I've ever seen in my entire life, the best kind of organizational manager I've ever seen in my entire life. The guy who defied gravity in the NFL for 20 years uh, is gone. And he's replaced with somebody who may someday be a good coach, um, but it won't be anytime soon. Uh, I'm bothered by the fact that, you know, the, the, the crafts as a, you know, as, as the, the culture that has worked, you know, with Bill Belichick kind of as a, kind of running the operation is giving way to this kind of bullshit 21st century collaborative nonsense uh, that looks like every other failed organization. Uh, I was, you know, it's just, I, I can't believe that what we all saw work for 20 years, more than 20 years, frankly, is being tossed aside for like today's fad, right? Today's fad of, catering to the younger players this new generation right you know this generation was was a term used at the press conference right uh, i mean i feel like mayo's like the chief social worker you know designed to keep everybody happy right Th- this is not about keeping people happy this is not about building a long lucrative career at the cardboard factory you know i get that bob craft wants to hire people you know in in box world right that are going to stay with the organization and grow with the organization and be loyal to the organization but this is football right this is not that right you, this it's a very different world and i feel like this this sort of corporate culture uh that that you know maybe works in boxes doesn't it's not going to work in football the, comfort the and security are most comfort are, and security teams, are an enemy in that business Absolutely. I mean, you're, you know, the, the the kind of the unwritten contract in football is you donate your body to the game for as long as you can. And and you do it willingly because it's it's lucrative. It's there's a you know, there's there's something in it for you. This is you know, you, you, does anybody think Gerard Mayo is going to get to grow in this job over seven years? Of course not. Right. If he's not winning and winning solidly after year two, he's on the hot seat. And it doesn't matter how great a social worker he is and how much the guys like him, he's going to have his ass canned, you know, after year three, if they're not winning playoff games as everybody in the, in, in the, you know, in the sport, you know, that's the way they're treated. Unless you're, you know, an OG like Bill Belichick and you've already proven it, you know, you should be able to endure one really bad season. Um, But, you know, the, the last thing I'll say is the Wickersham piece, my favorite part of the Wickersham piece had to be the anecdote about the autism pin where, you know, some goofball in the organization gives Belichick an autism pin because it's Kraft's pet project at the moment. And, you know, Belichick sticks it down on, like, button number five on his dress shirt 
Who and, will not wear and, the ribbon? <laughs> and and who's rocking the autism pin in the press conference, guys? Who's got it right there, busted on the lapel? It was the first thing I noticed because I'd read the Wickersham piece. I watched the press conference, and bingo. Gerard Mayo's rocking that autism pin. Bob Kraft got his autism spokes first, and I am very happy for him. That's that's what he wanted. He wanted, as we said on the pod last time, Dan Reeves' line, or the, the line used on Dan Reeves by Pat Bolin. I just want my team back. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You got your team back. From Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. What is what has really changed, Mike? They've they've removed Belichick. They've removed anyone with Belichick ties, his two sons. Um, Joe Judge and Bill O'Brien is gone. Everything else is the same. Does anyone really think this is going to get better anytime soon? I mean, it might by accident. There might be a dead cat bounce next year. I don't know. Does does anyone think that they have organizational stability? Who's calling the shots? You know, Jonathan's, I have it on fairly good authority. Jonathan's going to go on uh, one of the 98.5 shows with the, the the least amount of intellectual capacity so that means toss a uh, toss up between the morning show and anything <laughs> regarding scott zolak but you know what the hell are they doing you know again the media is rolling over but i just i don't see how to john's point th- this guy is they're everybody else now they're going to be ch- churning and restarting every uh, three four years well if it's the show i suspect it is um the guy Rob Hardy Pool was doing a good job uh, of um, putting it on a teaser skids, greasing the skids uh, for for yeah for for Jonathan with what he was saying about uh, about Bill yesterday, which is just I, say maybe maybe he's a fucking asshole, but he I I promise you he would be very good on television. I mean, have you paid attention? He's been on TV like really in in that kind of role twice, right? The NFL 100 and then the. Um, the Super Bowl, and he was excellent at both of them. So, and he's won the- a sports Emmy, um, jackass. In uh, college game day, don't forget the college game day at the right. Army Navy game. They oh mocked him for wearing the helmet on college game day. Yeah. The, oh my yeah. god! People Butcher loved the wearing the helmet. Oh my yes. god! Oh, it was awesome. Um, but you know, the I was kind of disabused of the notion that there was this united front shortly after Deflate Gate, and it kind of realized how um, what it really was, and it was three kind of individual factions um but uh, you know yeah. it's on me though because i still kept defending craft in matters of you know mostly the kind of the more dog whistly charges and things like that but you know there's a always what we heard there's that nastiness and and that's i think has come through shining through and we knew we knew this about jonathan certainly um but um you know it's just and as it pertains to mayo i think look there's many ways to win i think they'll be better next year um unfortunately but um there's a lot of ways to win. There's a lot of ways to win in the short term. Dan Campbell can win in the short term. I don't know if he'll win a Super Bowl, but he can win football games and be successful in the short term. Uh, Andy Reid has done that. Andy Andy Reid has been successful the last five seasons. Now do it. Now do that three more times. Y- yeah. You won't. You're not. You're not going to do it. Uh, to John's point, um, it, it, Mike Tomlin has had a very successful coaching career. He's won yes. one Super Bowl and hasn't done jack shit other than that. Um, it's very hard to do. It's it's impossible to do what Bill Belichick did um, in in doing it in in the way that um, that they want it to be done now. Gerard Mayo is not going. It just it's just not simply not possible to establish a, a culture of a dominant culture yeah. uh, and to have it sustained for for two decades. Not possible. There was that's, a that's, that's, and that's where yeah. I'm at. Look, it the 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 you know Lombardi uses a term on his pod, uh, competitive stamina. Like how I have so much respect Love for the phrase. Patriots and, and, and the competitive stamina, but th- that starts at the top, right? When you have a leader of an organization who has like, who sets that tone and, and you have great players like Tom Brady. You yeah, know, when Brady great, buys in, when Brady right. buys into it, that's an unstoppable Look, combination. It, it is absolutely right. So you're, you're, you know, the CEO sets the tone, your, your best players are your hardest workers and off you go. Right. And you you maintain that culture over a period of time. It absolutely defies gravity. It is absolutely uh, we're never going to see it again. Like, I think as I sit here, I'm like, I will never in my life uh, again see what I saw with Bill Belichick. And the idea that it was ended prematurely, in my opinion, is an unforgivable sin. 
by the Kraft family, that they that they failed to appreciate what they had and what they've lost and what they've lost forever. They will never have it again. And I totally agree with your point. Dan Campbell can have a year, um, maybe even a, another year, but there's no and, – and to believe that the, the culture that they laid out in that press conference is going to deliver the sort of competitive stamina that the Bill Belichick operation delivered, there is no way. There's no way. And we know that because a lot of other organizations have tried this and they're miserable failures year over year. And that's where we're at right now. I will say there was a legitimate laugh out loud moment during the Kraft Mayo presser in between the awkward hugs and the the, the, the team building <laughs> bullshit that we all rolls our eyes at in HR meetings and stuff. Yep. Is when Kraft said that he doesn't see color and immediately <laughs> after Mayo said, I see color because you have to see color. Otherwise you can't see racism. And, you know, Roll I mean, the that was straight out of the office music. for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was an absolute sitcom moment. I want people to fear how much they love me. <laughs> and and uh, I, it's just unbelievable that Kraft didn't didn't have the faith that uh, Belichick could pull off one more rebuild on the fly, like he's done yeah. what at least at least two times with this team, possibly three. Yeah, uh, two out, out of three loved, is bad. I would if love you're to have seen what you know. Bill, the GM, and Bill, the coach, could have done in the next uh, in the next ten months, but it it was it was taken from us because someone is uh, someone's insecure. Sixty six million dollars in cap room, a top th- and a, the third pick in the draft. Uh, the office that, if that was an episode of The Office, it would have been during the Diversity Day when they're wearing the, <laughs> the index cards in their forehead cast, and Crafty Bob goes. Oh my God, am I a woman? I mean, it's, it was that kind of comedic, comedic bullshit. Um, I want to go back to what Mike said, uh, putting it on a tee for me regarding Toucher and Hardy. Uh, what's Hardy? Uh, Hardy, Rob Poole is his name, is the morning show guy. A, he might also be Sarge. I'm not terribly sure about this. <laughs> Who's Bird? Is that Wallach? I'm not, sure. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure how official these titles are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So um, he's also, he works for the Patriots. He hosts the pre and post game shows, which I don't get to listen to um, living on the West coast. But this is uh this was old friend. Norwood zip sent me a message on Monday morning and said, you need to listen to the top of the seven o'clock hour where Hardy is just going after Belichick. Some of you guys thought was th- this was bad performance theater. I respectfully disagree. Um, this is the first of two clips. This is Rob Hardy on the toucher and Hardy show. Listen, to the fucking wall of cackling along like a, uh, a special needs Ed McMahon, but here it is. But more than willing to talk about Belichick and how I agree with you, Fred. He would suck. He would suck at that job. But just and I, why? And why would watch he... him at first? But you wouldn't watch him after that because you're talking about being a television personality, which requires personality, yeah. which he does not have. What personality Belichick does have is a crappy one. He's a he's a he's a bad guy. He's bad to the little people. He's not a good personality because he's. I don't believe that he is fundamentally a good person. Hence, he has a bad personality. So he would be a bad television personality. Well, you've heard. There's a real towering intellect on display there. He's a fundamentally bad person because he has a, he has a bad personality. So, dude, you're a DJ. Get off your fucking high horse. <laughs> so, uh, Bill Bad. And now here comes Hardy being a good little lapdog here. This is a, a few seconds later. Hardy talking about Bill Belichick and the, the sainted Robert Kraft. By the way, in the in the you know handful of clips that we got of the way he would sit with the owner of the team, with Robert Kraft, whom by all indications just wants to be friends with everybody <laughs> and is, I believe, generally a good guy. He is somebody who will actually go out of his way to help people and do things. He wants to sit with Bill in his office and talk about the game this weekend and weather. Uh, weather, what do you want me to do about it? Insufferable jag-off. What do you think about but, the uh, new okay, screen? Get, but please, please, somebody give him $100 million to do TV for the year. And then he'll go back and coach some other team for another year. It, because, is, it is making me perversely happy that he didn't get a job okay. in the NFL. Very. It'll make me perversely happy when all those fucking uh, radio bobos are selling insurance someday. Uh, Scott, your reaction to those clips? I know you don't listen to 98.5 unless you're getting in the car the next morning after listening to the Bruins game or the Celtics game, but your your thoughts? Like I said, I don't know who these people are. It's amazing they have jobs. But for Christ's sake, you do not want... 
to be someone who wants to be friends with everyone. That is just a terrible way to go through life. And secondly, Bill is bad to the little people. Citation needed. Yeah, I don't know where right. you're getting that from, but uh, it's clear that you've done, you know, you're, you're either being, you know, ignorant or you're being malicious. Those it, are the only you know, two it's, choices. It's, it's the, the, the goofball staffer who gives him the autism pin and Belichick gives him a dirty look and sticks it on button five. Like that's, that to me is like, that's where, where that, where that come from. That came from that type of person within the organization, you know, some Bobo who gets sent on, you know, ridiculous tasks that, you know, it's just that, that is an awful clip that, and it's so disgusting and so transparently like looking to curry favor you know, with the the ownership team and and the new senior advisor to the head coach, et cetera, et cetera. Jo- Jonathan Kraft is an avid fan of ninety eight five. I just I want to make that very very clear. I have that on very good authority, Mike. That Jonathan Kraft is he's a ninety eight five fan. He records Felger and Maz on his DVR, so we can watch it later for the wacky hijinks with the <laughs> uh, the the uncloseted racist and the Milwaukee cuck. So I mean, it, it, it's gross. I don't think it's necessarily sanctions, but it might be encouraged this this kind of slander because there are the mouth breathers. There's plenty of mouth breathers who identify as Patriots fans who really dislike Bill Belichick, which I I have a hard time comprehending is because he's curt with the media men. It's one of the reasons why I like Joe Mazzula. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're also, I, I think this has always been my theory uh, on the Belichick thing with the, the mouth breathers. And there is an element of the that he's not the not Parcells and he is he's not intellectual in a pinheaded way, but he's smart and self-disciplined. And Mm. for whatever reason, that doesn't play Um, the it it just does not play well with stupid people, Um, that kind of self-discipline, because and and I don't think it's a conscious choice on their part, but they just that turns them off in their little shit pigeon brains it bothers them. And, and, and I, I, that's where I've always, what I've always thought. And I will continue to believe that until I'm, I'm in the fucking ground. Um, but yeah. They it, really want what... someone in that position. that was quick with a joke and the light up your smoke rather than someone who kept everything in house. Have you ever Bill Belichick bad mouth, a player in the way out of town for something that happened yeah, include, up to and including Albert Hainsworth or naysaying a, a, a word about even Mac Jones. No, Dan, go ahead. Their problem is that Belichick doesn't suffer fools and they're all fools. Yes. Yep. Yep. He's they want somebody, they're they're begging for somebody that's gonna lie to them. I mean, look at the people that they they look up to as this great person. I think of like Tony Dungy, who's who will hide his hatred behind his faith uh all, all the time. It's I actually I I think I admire how misanthropic Belichick is toward those guys. Yeah, you know, that's I do. That's, oh, it's a value as, add, as, definitely. Yeah, as as far as him being a good guy or being a good person, I mean, after they won a, a couple, there were all the stories talking about um, how with with coaches, just looking back to his old days, back when he was making twenty five dollars a week or whatever it was when he started with the uh, uh, with Marsha Broda, he always had the eye out for the for the young coaches and would slip them a hundred dollars here, that type of thing. Or there's right. stories about working with Jim Brown's charities and going to these things. He just he just never promoted. He was not a self promoter, and you see it through his career. He's never wanted to be part of that. He's like the one guy that that uh, doesn't his uh, with all the other coaches are are listed in. Uh, and he would be listed on something or, or he's the one coach on the, even if it's something like the military where he's um, a, an avid uh, Navy fan. But when it came to the, like the, the military thing, all these guys are wearing the NFL, the the military things during, during that month. And Belichick's like the one guy out of all of them. Cause it doesn't he's not going to be out there dressed like he's going to yeah. retake Kiev. <laughs> right. right. He, he doesn't want to play along with any of that stuff. It's, even for things that he actually believes in. So all of that is admirable in my mind. Well, look, look, not to relitigate uh, Spygate, but what was Spygate? Spygate was thumbing his nose at the NFL saying, you don't have the authority to make this change in this fashion. Go fuck yourself, right? And that's, I mean, do I have that basically right, Dan? I, right, I know better rules. That. Right, better rules. Yeah. 
Right. You know, there's a procedure to follow here and the NFL didn't follow it. Fuck them. Right. I mean, it's like the dude, the dude just, he runs a tight ship and, you know, Mike on route one to your point. It's like, they don't, people don't appreciate that level of discipline to go in and just do your job every day. Right. The sort of commitment and, you know, just the, 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 it's, he's about the team. He's about the culture. He's always been that guy. And these coaches, the, the thing, the other thing, go to the Wickersham piece and to your point, Mike, the, the reason you know, he never badmouthed people out of town. The thing I liked about the Wickersham piece was it was finally, it's like he unleashed some of his people to provide his side of things, right? It was like the one time that I can remember where a piece like that written by a guy like that for an outlet like that actually fairly captured the the Bill Belichick perspective, at least as best I can tell. Right. And that that shows you that he, he you know he realized he needed to defend his honor a little bit on his way out of town because he knew what was coming, a la John Henry, you know, chasing out uh, Theo Francona. It's the Francona comparison is absolutely valid. I mean all that was missing, Dan was uh B- Bill was popping pills in the clubhouse before games and banging who was on the road. Uh, distasteful at best. I mean, whatever. You know, John's made the point before that billionaires are sometimes, they're very, very successful, obviously. Kraft married into his money and, and turned it into a, a ge- generation upon generation upon generational fortune. But man, the, the, the pathological need to be loved, and as I, I feel like this is an apology to the media and they're, Man, it's uh, maybe it will be conducive to winning football games. I don't know. Maybe we're the Codgers here, but uh, dis- it's really distasteful to me, Dan. Um, I'll let you have the last word on this one. You know, there's a danger in that, too. I mean, they say that the, the old saying is uh, history is written by the victors, but mm-hmm. nowadays history is being re- rewritten by the revisionists. And if they can do that to Belichick, they can do that to Kraft, too. You know, his his neediness, this is going to be his downfall, too. We'll yep. see how the next few years are, and then they'll rewrite it just the way they did for Belichick. They're doing yeah, that for, I... for Brady, too. It's like all of a sudden, it, all, all Mahomes has to do is win win a championship game against Lamar Jackson and for everybody to believe he's the GOAT. <laughs> and score zero points in the second half doing it. Uh, let's, get into, let's get into the championship games. Uh, let's start with the AFC first because I think there's there's more low-hanging fruit to discuss in the NFC game, a classic NFC title game between the Lions and the 49ers. Scarcy, um, I just referenced Mahomes puts up 17 points. They put up zero in the second half. Um, I'm not going to 98-5. I, I think they only scored 17 because that's all they needed to score. And they, they didn't give Baltimore the game. Baltimore gave them again and again and again. Go ahead, keep stepping on your dick. But, uh, you know, I, I I don't like the Chiefs. I want to make that very clear. I do have respect for them. They did what it takes to win. It wasn't glamorous. They throw the ball. They threw the ball sideways. They protected it. They won mm-hmm. close games in the wild card round, in the divisional round, and they went on the road and they beat a statistically superior Ravens team and it really wasn't that close despite the Zay Flowers fumble late but where you at with the Chiefs the the comparisons to the Patriots are becoming more valid with each passing season Mahomes is the best player in football I'm not gonna you know listen he he played a Brady game the second half he didn't give it to them and they converted when they had to it's you know it's you know tip of the cap don't have to like it don't have to root for it but tip of the cap in my view, Mahomes has always been a fugitive from the law of averages. <laughs> I do not understand. There's eventually these things are going to be, you know, turned turned correct, and he's going to have that uh, four turnover game in the playoffs. That's been a long time coming. And the fact that uh, the fact that he's in every other commercial that you know doesn't have a Manning in it. That 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 affects my uh, my point of view on this. I'm dropping but, State uh, Farm, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and but uh, you you can't uh, you can't argue with success. I remember you know looking back and seeing that uh, Terry Bradshaw had won a bunch of Super Bowls. I'm like, well, that was you know way back when in the you know in the old old offensive days. I went and you know 
reviewed the uh, reviewed the box scores and uh, looked at the game tape, and he was a good player. How about that? You know, good players <laughs> win a lot of games, so it's it's, it's all right. It's all right, and well, people have already decided that uh, that uh, Tom Brady has to go and uh, stand on the quarter deck of the Missouri to, uh, <laughs> you know, to abdicate the goat crown to uh, Mahomes as of today. So, if they win another one, great. I can, I can, I can manage. I, I thank them for beating, you know, an awful, you know, a team from the awful city of Philadelphia last year. My 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 cap is tipped to them, and. Uh, We'll we'll see, we'll see if I, I love all the uh, all the uh, all the Chiefs Kingdom fans again. Stupid name on, on the Twitter on the Twitter talking about. Oh my goodness! All uh, all Mahomes to do is play to forty three like Brady did. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, very simple. Mm-hmm. Scratch, you made there the point. Go. If he's going to survive, a over. Four, <laughs> if he's going to survive a force interception game in the playoffs. And the first thing that I've not, I haven't, I've watched a lot of Mahomes' career. I haven't chronicled it, so maybe he's had this game in the playoffs that I can't remember off the top of my head. But the one that comes to mind for me with Brady was that classic, epic divisional playoff in San Diego in 2006. Mm-hmm. He was 27 of 51 in that game, so he's a hair over 50 percent. Threw three picks, fumbled the ball another time. What they do? They won. They won mm-hmm. the game on the road. But just one of my, it's in pound impossible to put a number on where right out there's just so many of it lights <laughs> up motherfuckers um mike where's your reaction to the championship game pretty a pretty bland kansas city performance they didn't give them the game uh i do take a lot of joy in seeing a harborough or that particular harborough who never forget that the ravens were the genesis of spygate um mm-hmm. they go down um what your thoughts i uh the the thing that I, I think was a little almost bittersweet was how much I enjoyed um, the football the last couple of weeks. And I felt almost um, unburdened from, you know, I still have my my takes, which are the t- I root against the takes usually. Uh, and then, you know, one of them is, of course, not not seeing a Harbaugh win. Um, and then there's kind of like a hierarchy of, of, of Belichick honk needs um, and, uh, and you know, rooting against the Bills, rooting against harbaugh now i I can go back to get off the chiefs uh for for the super bowl thankfully and um and move on to to wanting the uh the 49ers to to get six and just to piss off craft and then we're gonna go for seven next year um but uh yeah i i thought you know i i saw today i think it was the the new york times via the athletic or whatever saying that was a Jordan-like performance from Mahomes. And I was like, that wasn't Jordan-like at all. Uh, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be. It just didn't strike me as that. It was a very, very good performance. It was, a, you know, excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, the, it was just, I kind of, I kind of like, okay, they're winning differently. And that first drive, the first thing I thought was, oh, they're doing, um, they're doing what the Patriots did to them um, in, in, uh, in 2018 mm-hmm. in, in, in the AFC championship game. Uh, it was a really uh, I, I've I enjoy, I've really enjoyed the games uh, all of them the last couple of weeks, um, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be shitty next year not having a team. But um, you know, I I I I I feel like I felt a little bit of hope that I'll enjoy us to be able to enjoy them and root for the uh, for and against the storylines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm just really I mean I'm, I I just hope for San Francisco wins. I, I I like them a lot. I like the team a lot. Shanahan to me is. I don't know. I just I kind of like the pedigree. I do I do like that. Shanny's is a is a Bill guy, and so mm-hmm. I I and then I'm, I'm I like them. I always like the franchise. I was always rooting against them against the AFC back in the day. So I'm totally. Did you have the starter jacket? <laughs> no, I'm not Burberry. No, <laughs> I, have, I have one team. Mahomes was 30 of 39 in the AFC title game for 241 yards. So that's you know less than. Uh, it's a, well, he got the announcer jinx to uh, break his, uh, you know, uh, completion streak there. Yeah, that's about true. midway through the second. Good work with that. There's, there's this, there's this thing that with Mahomes, and it's less him, and it's more the embellishment sh- machine that goes on around him. And Mina's kind, did Mina kind of say that she thought she saw God after the sideways incompletion? I mean, that's that's the shit that drives me crazy. But uh, the guy's a hell of a player. Uh, John, your thoughts on the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, you know, it's it it was not uh, uh, most of Mahomes' throws were behind the line of scrimmage or within a yard or two of the line of scrimmage. I mean, let's not like fool ourselves with the 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 wildly successful completion percentage. But what I what dink I dink and like, dunk caller, dink and dunk. Yeah, he's a check down artist. Game manager, check check down <laughs> artist. Um, but you know, like Patrick Purdy. I, as, as seriously as 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 Patriots fans, right? Like. How could you not like what the Chiefs did? I have more respect for Pat Mahomes winning that game the way he won it, putting up a low point total, no points in the second half, no turnovers, right? Letting Lamar Jackson step all over his dick, right? Like, and, you know, that's the Patriots win games like that back in the day, right? That's how Bill Belichick, you know, won games, letting the other team lose it, right? And being there to kind of collect the, the victory. And, what I what I really like about Mahomes is he's clearly hit that next level of maturity where he executed that plan. And you know who wouldn't have done that? Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers could have won multiple Super Bowls if he just executed the plan. But as the the athletic piece today with, you know, his his page boy, Nathaniel Hackett, right, um, calling in plays <laughs> and having Aaron Rodgers do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, and that's why he got the job as OC, so he doesn't have anybody checking him. Pat Mahomes could be that guy. He's earned that, but he's executing the plan and playing a smart football game. And I actually respect so so everybody who's like jerking off to this master class Pat Mahomes Jordan performance. No, no, no. It was a cerebral Tom Brady, you know, just executing the plan, winning the game, moving on, right? Because that's what it's about. It's not about having Mina Kime see God because he's, you know, throwing, in, you know, near interceptions. It's winning the game and going to the Super Bowl. So I, I actually, I tip my hat to that. Lamar Jackson, welcome to the Steve Young Club pre-1994. Steve Young, yep. every year could not get over the hump. Jackson's two and four at home, uh, two and four in the playoffs. He's lost three at home. And, you know, I got to give it up a little bit. You know, we, okay, I, talk a lot about weapons and the WR1 that everyone needs to have. The Ravens went out and got the, the elite weapon in free agency last year. They paid Odell Beckham $15 oh. million this last year for 35 catches and three touchdowns. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, the weapon of all weapons, and uh, they draft Rasheed Rice, who gets almost 1,000 yards this year. Kelsey's terrific. Mahomes has evolved. The Chiefs have evolved. Reed's evolved. Pacheco's yeah. probably, we joke, John, that Pacheco is probably their best player that's not under center um, on offense. But, mm -hmm. man, it's they they follow the Patriots model, Dan. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. About your, your thoughts on Mahomes, the Chiefs, and Andy Reid. And, by the way, we called it back when the Chiefs made that trade to get rid of Hill. We were saying, damn it, that was the right thing because they got a you know, boatload of picks and they used it wisely and they're not getting strapped with uh, Hill's cap hit and they come back. And – so going on along the same lines as what you're saying about Mahomes, uh, I find it so ironic that all this praise coming his way for um, what he's doing for and saying that he's surpassing Tom Brady and he's doing it by being Tom Brady. Just what you, you were saying, yes. John. He's 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 not throwing the, there's uh, not throwing there's no turnovers and he's and he's throwing the ball one to four, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. yards past scrimmage or if a play's not working he's willing to just ditch it and and move on um th this is all brady stuff he's it's not because he's doing these outstanding uh you know off off his back foot sideways incompletions he's he's turning into tom brady damn it and that's yep. that is admirable but they don't see it no uh, on the ravens uh you were mentioned Something about Harbaugh, John. You were mentioning Tomlin and, and the love people have for for Tomlin. I don't think Harbaugh has. I don't. I don't. I don't think the Ravens have prior to the divisional this year. I think they've won like one playoff game between 2014 and now, mm -hmm. and yet he just has that. Oh, it's his his role there. His security there is never questioned. So you know, Belichick's got a different standard. So yeah, that on that I could very much enjoy them going home again agreed so the chiefs are going to the super bowl again and right, let me be... just uh, interject here with some sad right. uh 
Tree Rollins bit Danny Ainge news. It was uh, Mina Kimes saw God on a uh, pass from uh, Josh Allen to Diggs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Thanks, <laughs> Scarcy, <laughs> ruining everything like Dave Brown. Is that like Berenstain Bear, the Berenstain Bears effect, I think? We just got Berenstain <laughs> I think Bear. it was. <laughs> I'm glad I can go back to to hating Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen too, the way that they feel it. So uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and there's there's a lot of meat on the bone uh, to discuss the NFC title game. John, I'm going to wind you up. Uh, Dan Campbell, NFC title game, game management, field goals, clocks, <laughs> leader of men, go. Oh my God, it's he's my new Brandon Staley, the guy who drives me the absolute <laughs> freaking craziest, right? And it I you know I was out on Campbell I think earlier than many maybe uh, but I was fully out on him and I expected every right thinking person to be out on him when he went for two against Dallas from his own from the seven. Oh, you're not right? getting the undercoating uh, thrown in now if you're out on Campbell. I, 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 that was that was to me an unforgivable act of stupidity. Right, the the the, the sort of rigid it cost thinking, them home field advantage. It it, it cost Could've. you know it. It, it's the it's the sort of rigid, ridiculous thinking, the uh, uh, thinking that we we didn't have to endure with Belichick, right? And and so you see it from afar, and you recognize it right away, and you're like, oh, god, that's that's awful. I don't know how that fan base would have to deal with that sort of thing, right? We never had to deal with that. But the the idea that you tell your guys we're going to go down and go for two, and then you get a penalty, and you're back at the seven, and you stick with that, like that's beyond stupid right that's beyond stupid and it's like okay but that's who he is and sure they won some games being aggressive and and that's all well and good and you know when you aggregate data for a living and you live off of that data uh you're you're factoring in a lot of noise and nonsense week two bullshit against the you know the the Bengals or something right now you're in the nfc championship game and you wisely kick at the end of the first uh half to go up three scores, go up 17, you take the points. San Francisco gets the ball and start the, the third quarter, go down. He said he regretted it, John. He said he regretted kicking the field I know, I know. I, know. It, it, it's, it's, I, I hope on behalf of Lions fans that he learns the right lessons from this, but it, it doesn't sound like that's likely. Um, the, the Because he thinks he had massive success doing it this way, but he really didn't. The... the um, if, if Kyle Shanahan's down, by the way, put me down as pro Kyle Shanahan as well. I still have this like dream scenario where Trey Lance was good enough to get him fired and he becomes Belichick's offensive coordinator instead of uh, Matt Patricia. Right. There, there's a world, there's an alternate universe where that happened. But the the thing with with Shanahan down 17, a field goal is good enough for him. Right. Good enough for him to go from down 17 to down 14 the Lions get the ball and march right down the field, 45-yard field goal, turns it down to, to extend the drive. Not, Shanahan, not doesn't, it down, want, Shanahan right? doesn't want them kicking a field goal there. You never want to do what the other coach wants you to do. Absolutely. You know, you, you've you've knocked off half of the third quarter and maintained a 17-point lead. Correct. Right. You, you, you haven't given up any ground on the scoreboard except you've knocked – half of the third quarter off the off the game right that was the choice before him the context of the game right the, the, does the 49er play calling change down three scores do they become exclusively drop back passing do they think that like they've got four possessions left in this game and they have to score on three of them right like all those things like go into the thinking and instead he's jerking off to some you know model some analytical model uh, on ESPN says go 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 right it's like it has zero zero connection to the context and the 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 life of that game right so you go you don't get it right and by the way getting it like just extends the drive right churns up maybe some more clock maybe you end up with a field goal anyway and like now the the 49ers have some momentum they're only down two scores and you know fluky play to Ayuk fumble by Gibbs I mean, it's not like those things haven't happened in in momentum isn't real though. History. Momentum's not real. Momentum, you know, it, those those guys like if they can't measure it, they don't believe it's real. But I think anybody like people who aren't wedded to data and like absolutely passionate about data, they actually think with the other side of their brain. Um, they they understand they understand that momentum's real, and you could just feel when when they went for it and didn't get it. 
like it was a new game like it, it gave like going back up 17 in my opinion would have completely changed the dynamic for the Niners and Campbell turned it down because you know uh-uh. Scarcity the the examples that I always think of the the two examples that I think of regarding the analytic stuff <clears throat> fourth and one go for it right doesn't matter if your quarterback's Jalen Hurts or what if it's Baker Mayfield or Brock Purdy who's you know can't bench uh, can't squat the weight that Jalen Hurts does and they haven't perfected the tush push and the other one the analytics of of all time Bill Belichick in Super Bowl 49 we're dropping this podcast on the ninth anniversary of Super Bowl 49 mm. when he didn't call timeout every other coach probably in the history of the NFL calls timeout after Lynch gets down uh to the to the one and the clock's running Belichick sees that the Seahawks sideline is in disarray and they ask him, Bill, do you want to call timeout? He goes, no, I got it. Just, just run goal line. Analytics are useful. They're a tool. They're not the end-all, be-all. Um, I guess I can't even say that Campbell's analytically driven, but it's moronically driven, I would say. You know, I, I genuinely felt bad. I don't have I don't really know anyone in Detroit who's a Lions fan, but I had eighth inning. I texted John. I said, this could be the start of something. The the turnover, the Gibbs fumble, it felt a lot like Yankee Seven, uh, Yankee Stadium, Game 7, 2003, eighth inning, Pedro walking back out to the mound. It always mm -hmm. comes back to baseball, Danny. Yeah, you're Scott Scartsy. Oh, sure. I it, It's just amazing that, uh, sure, sure, you were meant, you, during the regular season, you, you know, your, your perceived, you know, aggressiveness helped you win a bunch of games. But that changes once you're in the playoffs. And it, it's, you know, it's it, if it doesn't work out, there's not another, you don't get a next week. Do you think you he's used done. the phrase situational football, Dan Campbell? Do you think he's he's coached that? He doesn't, he doesn't understand the term. The, the idea that just, it's absolutely shocking. You know, we've had, we've had, you know, 24 years of competence to fall back on mm -hmm. which is why we're like you know we're folks in the horror movie yelling no yeah. don't yes. don't go in <laughs> there yeah, exactly <laughs> no take the point stupid is what we're, what we're all shouting at the screen as we're watching this yeah. it, it's it's and like you say oh i'm a i'm a sentimentalist i would like to see you know a team that hasn't been there get there but if you're going to just uh just you know bullheadedly continue continue you know using these fake analytics it's it's, it's your own damn fault if uh when things blow up in your face as they will as the uh, as the law of averages proves that they will you know there's a there's a certain unemployed a coach who's not going to get hired who's recently released from his longtime job some examples that i just cited bill belichick's understanding of situational football in the Lions game, um, you know, do what Bill would do. And the, the other point was made clear in the Ravens game, and James White tweeted about it. Amendola tweeted about it. All a slew of expatriates tweeted about you don't extend the ball towards the goal line yeah. unless it's yeah. fourth down on the Zay Brown, uh, excuse me, the Zay Flowers fumble in the AFC title game with the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah, to, go ahead. To, John Harbaugh's a long-tenured coach. The Ravens shot themselves, took target practice on their feet. Mm -hmm. That entire game. Dan, your reaction oh, well, to the NFC. I got to say, you know, to, right, to say Flower, how are you, you know, you've got to figure he's going to be, you know, just, you know, completely spun up after, you know, putting his team in a bad position with that, uh, with the taunting penalty. So mm -hmm. he was going to, the chances that he was going to put, you know, too much extra effort in was, you could see that there was going to, yeah. something terrible was going to happen, that, uh, that all the, uh, everything aligned toward, uh, Toward a toward a dumb mistake being made, trying to make up for his previous dumb mistake. That's true. That's true. Um, by the way, I, taking back some of the uh, good things I had to say about Mahomes earlier, I was happy they were taking shots at him. Don't let that motherfucker's fake slide go at him. Uh, Dan, your thoughts on the AFC title game? You know, with the um, on the NFC one, you're saying? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just go where you want to go. <laughs> There was one in, in that the fifty eight championship. Go there. <laughs> sure, why not? So let's go back to ones we like. No, in, in 
in that horrible um, Tom Senior interview with with Gasper, there was one nice thing he said about Bill, which is um, there's no way Belichick would have lost that game. Absolutely no way. But as far as metrics and, and can, you know, they have their place. Analytics have their place, but it's it's got to be a marriage with feel. You you cited Super Bowl forty nine, and that was all about feel. It, he saw that you know at the beginning of that that Seattle drive, they had all three timeouts, and they blew two, pretty pretty wastefully. One of them was after the the curse catch. I can understand Correct. that a little bit, but you know you could just like you said, you could see see the disarray, mm-hmm. and. The other thing would be the fourth and two. You look back at that while while the metrics guys would say, "Oh, yeah, it's all about analytics." Well, it was also about feel. He was he saw his team give up two long touchdown drives right before that, and he saw, "Okay, if we make one play, this game is over." That's yeah, feel. Peak Peyton Manning. Yeah. You don't want to give him the ball. Yep. Try to keep it away from. It's it's got to be a marriage of both. Like Mike, you're probably the most analytically friendly of uh, the guys here. Um, go ahead. I mean, I know how you feel about Dan Campbell. Um, yeah. But go ahead. Well, I think the 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 gnashing of teeth and the wailing of the, uh, you know, the pe- people like the, who's that guy there? Um, Schatz, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Aaron Schatz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's really uh, – and the uh, – who else? The, uh, Nate Silver, I think, was crying too. Uh, all the right people were were crying about that. And The ringer you know, guys, yep. Yeah, and what, what I like, you know, the, what people are pointing out, I think it's uh, – I forget which one of the – which one of the – the the collaborative um, has, has pointed this out repeatedly, and it can't be stressed enough, you know, and, and I know John says this too. Um, it's, you know, as more people are going for it, it becomes there's no inefficiency because the break-even point is going to change. Um, that that's one problem with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no longer like you know not going for it is going to become the the inefficiency uh, when the data as more data comes in. And also the um, the the content without context, just the the fact that they don't even consider that is insane to me. So it, it really is. It, it's everything is all dumped in there. And they think it's the same, you know, running at, you know, whoever, Reggie White is just, okay, well, it says this, so, you know, okay, so let's go ahead and let's line it up and, and shove it down their throat with our, with our left tackle and our left guard are, are banged up and we can't, we can't, they can't, they can't plant, we can't run the ball. Like, just, nope, you go for it. That's what it says. And it is, you have to coach and it's not like, it's not the eye test. You just, you have to have a sense of the momentum and the situation see it and and what bill said you know know the situation identify it into your job that's and that's what the coaches have to do and i don't think dan campbell is doing that he's just saying you know it's it's he's he's the riverboat gambler and let's go let's roll the dice and that means um that means i i'm i'm tough and i'm uh and i'm i i have i have guts he's hitting on 17 when the deal is showing a six (laughs) yes yes yep hey you know it's 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 really a it's quite a fun con you know, we're on the other side of it, so we don't get to indulge in like the fun and the, you know, the unintentional humor of it. But it, it really is, um, you know, you've got your data and the data says this. And every time the result isn't what the data would suggest, it's the player's fault or it was the play call. You know, it totally would have worked if not for those damn meddling players. You know, I would have gotten away with it if not for those meddling players, you know, who dropped the pass or, you know, the play call, why would you run it there on fourth and one? If Josh Reynolds holds on to the ball. Right. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. Man. It's it's, it's like, it's like love means never having to say you're sorry. Right. Data means never having to, you know, admit you're wrong because the data is this. It's just those players that botched it up. Right. I mean, come on. That is not the real world. That works like for actuaries, but it works if you're like doing insurance adjusting, but it doesn't exactly fit with football, which is a very different sort of product than selling insurance, you know, or redlining if you're a 1970s Bank of Boston type, you know, executive. All right. Well, we're, we have the Super Bowl coming up. Um, it was not a fun season. It's, it hasn't been a fun off season for uh, us who have been favorably inclined towards the Patriots for 
basically oh, the entirety of our lives. But uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Scartelli, the purveyor of the sports junk drawer at the 15net.com. At Pat Scartell, John's at Pat John Irons. Dan's at Patriots Daily. Mike on Route 1 is at In This Town 1. My name is Mike Irons. Thank you for listening to Entitled Town. And uh, remind everybody, especially if you're listening to Toucher and Hardy Show, turn off your fucking radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.